0: Yud Aleph Sivan, Tav Shin Ayin Zayin. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. ended with it last week, found it appropriate to open with it this week, the Shavuot Bikurim song, as we just concluded, the festival of Shavuot, Panu Derech lanu Bikurim Itanu, you know, clear the way, we are carrying Bikurim, a few years ago we spoke about that beautiful ceremony of Bikurim, as discussed in the Mishnah, we did that over at Jamin the AM on Yom Yishalayim a couple of years back. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome one and all to uh, this live edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here on the Nahum Siegel Network as we are each and every Monday, immediately, Im- immediately, immediately following <laughs> JM and the AM, which is uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time. But you can listen to us whenever you want, whenever your heart desires. You might be busy right now wherever you are around the world. it might be sleeping in Australia now. I don't remember. Um, Our Australia listener that we're in touch with, who is in touch with us, um, reminded me of what time it is in Australia during the show, and I can't remember. But Never mind for now. Whenever you want to listen to the show, you can do it uh, on the um, Audio On Demand, which is available both on the Nachum Signal Network app, which is... Amazing way to listen to everything on the network uh, on the archives. Just you click on the little menu at the top left, go to the archives, click on the Israel show, pick the show you want to hear. You can go back four years worth of stuff. It'll take you a while to get through it all. Um, or on the Nachum Siegel network site siegel dot com. On the top, there's a click to uh, get to the archives. You can listen whenever you want. We also post links to songs that we played. During the show, we do so usually within about an hour after the show, and um, also links to interesting information or news that we published. We published? No, we didn't publish. <laughs> that we spoke about during the show. There is one fascinating story. Um, well, two, two fascinating stories. One of them just is just out. It just this morning. It broke this morning. That's what's great about going live. There is a, a split in the arab world uh, we'll tell you about it this is this is a watershed moment i think maybe it's all lip service i don't know we'll find out very soon uh, and i'll tell you all about it coming up on the show we'll also tell you about a report that um, comes out of israel from ronain bergman the yediothaharon correspondent who has really has the inside track uh, in in the Israeli intelligence community, in the Mossad especially, um, and um, I don't know if he broke the story or the New York Times broke the story, but um, we'll tell you about the story. It has to do with the Six Day War, nuclear bombs, and um, and some frightening <laughs> thoughts, and 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 then miraculous results. So all that's coming up. There's more. We uh, we're so happy that you're with us and making us a party a week. Stay with us. Um, for the duration of the hour, a new song by Yonatan Razel. The album came out two weeks ago, Pateach We've been debuting songs from it, and now we're debuting one called Keter, as in Keter Yitnulacha. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with brand new debuting music off of his new album, Poteach Lave, and this is the source for all new great Israeli music, the Nachum Siegel Network, and the Israel Show. That's what you're tuned to, and my name is Mayor Weingarten. Thanks so much for being here. Keter Yitn as I mentioned, off of Poteach Lave, new album, great stuff. Um, the dramatic news of the day, really breaking news... In a coordinated announcement, all of the following countries cut off their diplomatic relations with... Now, usually we're used to hearing the word Israel right after that. No, with Qatar. Now, Qatar is a... or Qatar, or however you want to pronounce it, is a uh, oil-rich, oil-over-rich Arab country... That is a tremendous evildoer, if you will. They're just they're they're, they're like the 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 bad boy who is always uh, uh, the bad boy of the neighborhood who's always stirring up trouble, and they are huge supporters, huge supporters of terrorism, of Hamas, for example, and others. Um, so, the following countries have said we no longer have diplomatic ties with Qatar and they are listen Saudi Arabia Egypt the UAE Bahrain Yemen so far those are the ones and they say specifically that the reason is that Qatar is sponsoring terrorism now s- m- many of the leaders of Hamas they they you know they don't want to live in Gaza they live in luxury they live in luxury in Qatar and and they're sponsored by the Qataris. So the Qataris now announced today that they expelled six Hamas leaders. Now, all this might be lip service. It, it might be lip service on, on the part of those who are against Qatar, and might be lip service by Qatar. But you know what? We, we, are, we have a different world um, attitude. And of course, there's no doubt that this is in response to President Trump going to Saudi Arabia and saying, get rid of these bad actors, get rid of the terrorists, throw them out, run them out. If you remember that impassioned speech that he gave, and he left a very clear message. You cannot have relationship with terrorism and be our friend. That's a message that in the past eight years, you didn't hear from the President of the United States. No president of the united states did everything to kowtow to the arab world he thought he'll talk nicey nicely, and everybody will be friendly and happy and it doesn't work that way in the middle east now these are sunni nations and they are aligned against iran you know we now have israel and all these countries now have a mutual enemy in iran and so there's uh, just, wh- what can I say, this is um, slowly but surely there is evolving here um, a new Middle East and um, it's for Israel's benefit, God willing, I mean we don't know the future but um, it looks good The um, now listen to this, the <laughs> the Saudi Arabian airline officially stopped any flights to Qatar and, and vice versa now. <laughs> the Qatari airline is um, suspending flights to these other countries. Uh, Abu Dhabi's um, Etihad, which is uh, considered a very upscale airline in the travel world... Um, so, they are stopping their flights to Qatar. I mean, this is amazing this this is really this is what you this is what you were used to hearing about Israel and now you're hearing about the Arabs within themselves doing this uh also This is also very fascinating. Saudi Arabia has informed all its citizens that are in Qatar that they must leave within fourteen days. And that Saudi Arabia will not allow Qatari uh, citizens into Saudi Arabia. They're closing their borders. Yes, they are a dictatorship, a brutal dictatorship. But here they're doing something that one would think is very logical. They're closing their borders to possible terror sources. Um... Yeah, that this is just, um, it's breaking news, and it's fascinating news. And really, we live in such amazing times, and such fascinating times. This could really down in Israel's benefit. We don't know. We don't know. But it really could, and it would be amazing if um, if this is part of a, a, a broader picture that, that Benjamin Netanyahu maybe is... Uh, is seeing in some of the moves that he is making together with President Trump. We'll uh, we'll we'll be on top of it. We'll let you know as it uh, as it continues as this continues. Um, Avremi Roth, Roth, I guess in English. I don't I don't know that name, but I understand that he's popular in Israel and he recorded for Yom Yerushalayim 50 for yy 50 as Nachum says, a uh, a cover. A, a new edition of the song, Orv Yerushalayim, which was very, very popular um, back then. And, and still, it's one of the more beautiful songs about Yerushalayim. So we're going to play it for you here, um, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Debuting here, Avremi Roth, Orv Yerushalayim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: So ne'er can mismei ha'erev, kede iyat da'yame al ha'te homot, ve aduma nosheket lahat cherev, e tap sa god hamig dalim ve ha'omot, ra'iti i otefet oweh i olad. I shall see I be be can never ra'iti so rai ti o te fetho inezhohel hazel mi benkva hot haore. Karev basetel keohev el
3: hashkunot.
2: Umul panaf kritzot ribo e ne haore le fetanif. En la que mi amor Quarkipat Zahav Shela O
0: Roth from Israel with a uh, new version of that beautiful song Orv Um we will uh, send you a link nah, we won't send you a link actually we're going to post a link on our Facebook page and you can come and get it our Facebook page has been exploding uh, since two weeks ago uh, if you haven't heard the show from two weeks ago the one just before Yom Shalayim*, do yourself a favor I, and I say this <laughs> unabashedly this was an awesome show um i it it, it it I can't say it went viral. It didn't go viral, but it's really um gotten rave reviews from so many people who have listened to it, no question, way up there in in the numbers. Um you can hear it on the uh, on the various uh, um archives, on the app, on uh on on the website and so forth. Um so since then we've gotten re- really an enormous uh reaction and our likes, let's see, just trying to pull it up as we speak spontaneously. Our likes went from like 450 to 486 in like a few days, which is pretty amazing. So thank you to everybody who's liked uh, who's liked uh, the the show the website, the Facebook page, whatever, you know, whatever I'm talking about, the Facebook page, and we'll post a link to that song that we just played, and all the songs that have links to the YouTube videos, we'll post them after the show, you can listen whenever you like. So here is a story that Ronen Bergman writes about in Yidiot chrono now this, I, I remember that this story goes back uh, quite a number of years, even though it... Um, it hit the um, it hit the media. I, I believe just today, definitely over the weekend. Now, Renan Bergman, as I said, is a, an, a a a brilliant correspondent. He has a doctorate. Doesn't mean he's brilliant, but it obviously means he's he's done a lot of work, um, a- a- academic type of work in analyzing stuff. He um, his area of expertise is is intelligence. Uh, military intelligence and such and he has a lot of inside, inside knowledge from the Mossad and others years ago he interviewed a former general of the Israeli army Yitzhak Yaakov his, uh, his nickname was Yatsa. everybody called him Yatza and in that interview that he did, Yatza was uh, left Israel and was living in the United States um this general former general basically said <laughs> that Israel has nuclear weapons now that is not something that Israel ever says out loud it's something everybody knows but there's this very strict policy of not saying don't don't let's not fool ourselves even prime ministers have on occasion slipped and so forth but it's not the official policy is to say Israel won't be the first nation to introduce nuclear weapons to the Middle East. So, um, he he disclosed, Yatza, that he was in the United States as a high-ranking Israeli military commander before the Six-Day War, and they were conducting military, what they call military games, I guess, right? um where you sit indoors with computer screens and such and you try out different scenarios what would happen if this if, if you did this then I did this and you did this and so forth and they try to realistically go through different scenarios of what might happen so um he says General Yitzhak Yaakov, he he tells a few years back that as these military games are taking place in the United States, Israel, which he represents, uses a nuclear weapon against Egypt in reaction to Egypt shooting Surface-to-surface missiles at Tel Aviv. Now the people, the Americans there, are going. Wait, what? Well, what do you mean you're using nuclear? What nuclear weapons? You know, and and he says, well, I, it's just you know, it's a possibility of uh, of action. I'm not saying we have uh, nuclear weapons and so forth. But when he got back to Israel, um, there were actually generals that were told to take seriously this idea that we might need the nuclear option if this war goes the wrong way don't forget the three weeks before the six-day war when egypt moved its army into the sinai desert when the u.n pulled out the peacekeeping force that was supposed to prevent (laughs) egypt they just left they ran away and the whole world israel went around the world and said hey the Egyptians are breaking their agreement from 1956 and the whole world said okay, that's nice, but we're busy Um, including the United States where President Johnson said it's a terrible thing, I'm going to try and help you but he was so mired in the Vietnam War that he he, he couldn't possibly uh, get the United States involved and Israel was feeling more and more isolated and more and more concerned The Jewish people around the world thought there was another holocaust coming so it's not surprising it's not surprising that the army would say we have to have this option ready because if they're going to kill us if they're just going to slaughter us all then that's what we have this for now um, according to the notes that um, were taken of this conversation with uh, General Yitzhak Yaakov they even had in Israel. They had military exercises where they were doing that, where they were actually taking the, the 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 nuclear bomb and bringing it to a certain place and 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 having it go off, obviously in an exercise. And everybody knew that. What are the chances? What are the chances that Israel is going to use a nuclear bomb? I mean, everything is going to Go upside down in the whole world, but it it at that point in 1967, before the Six Day War, at that point, that's how bad it seemed. This disclosure actually is not new, and I do remember that Ronan Bergman and the journalist Dan Margalit. We're working on a book based on this, and the Israeli censors j- shut them down. It was a book or a documentary, I don't remember. And the Israeli censors just shut them down. And uh, because you have an Israeli general, former general, saying, yeah, we, that was an option using the atomic bomb. Um, so it is now been published. Now... Ronen Bergman, in his writing in Idiot, is not allowed to say certain things because of the censor. And the censorship in Israel about atomic. Israel's atomic weapons are very strong. The censorship is very strong. But he can quote a foreign source. He can say, in this foreign source, they said so-and-so. So, um, in, it, in Washington, there's a think tank called the Woodrow Wilson Institute or something like that. And it seems that... Um, that's where this information was published The New York Times picked up on it, and um in the past while the Israeli censor could control what what's being published in israel in the past the foreign press didn't pick it up, and now all this is is um is being picked up so you know on one hand, I feel bad for an Bergman I mean, he had the scoop a few years back, and uh he couldn't do anything with it. I will follow up on this. This was just recently released. The headline is, Israel was planning a possibility in the Six-Day War, if things got really bad, if the state of Israel was in danger of being wiped out, Israel planned to use their nuclear weapon, and they practiced, and um, it, it was on the table. That's an amazing headline. And I will, I will try and get to that Woodrow Wilson uh, website and see more specifically what is being said. But quite frankly, wow. You imagine going from, from, from that to the great victory of 67 uh, of from the point of, of wondering if we're going to make it out of there. And ties in with another story that came out in the last few days. It really is all one that in documents that Israel got hold of, when they, at the end of the war, went through all the different places that were now within Israel's borders and they found official documents, army documents, uh, intelligence documents, and so forth, that both Jordan and Egypt had in the in the orders that were given to their commanders and their soldiers to wipe out every civilian that was the, in their orders so anyone who thinks that 50 years ago and the left in Israel for sure and the left here that oh my god six day war it's the, it's the worst thing that happened to Israel the occupation blah 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 just listen listen to, to the voices of our enemies they were going to wipe us out. Let that sink in for a minute or so. Okay. And if we're on uh, on the sixth day war, how about a yet another version of Yushlaiim Shilzahav? This is beautiful. called to our attention by listener Yehudit or Yehudis. Um the Portnoy brothers, who i I've not heard of before. But this is beautiful stuff. They have other songs. We'll put this link up on our Facebook page, and hopefully you can listen to this and other of of their songs. Uh, The video is also gorgeous here. So uh, I encourage you to uh, go to facebook.com slash theisraelshow, facebook.com slash theisraelshow, and uh, you'll see this link, the Portnoy brothers with you, Shalem Shilzahab. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
3: Avir harim zalul kayyin verachoranim nisab loach arbaim im kol pa onim uf Chouya bakh lovan Ha ira sher badan
0: Brand new, the Portnoy Brothers, with you, Shalayim Shilzahav, we thank listener Yehudis for calling that to our attention, a link will be up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. And we've posted a picture on the Israel Show, and you probably won't see this picture in the U.S. media, in the mainstream media. This is a picture that was taken during uh, President Trump's visit to Israel. Now, Israel has uh, a president, but it's just a figurehead position. It doesn't have any power, or it has very little power, I should say. It has some power. Um, the current president is Uvain Uvi Rivlin, an old-time Beitar Yushalmi person, and his wife, a very nice woman by the name of uh, Nahama Rivlin. She's probably in her mid to late 70s, I would guess, but she needs to walk around with an oxygen tank. So, in the pictures where she's seen in public, based on the protocol, the President of Israel is the one who greets the President of the United States, and the First Lady of Israel, Nahama Rivlin, will be the person who will greet and and walk alongside the first lady of the United States Melania Trump. So Mrs. Rivlin, you know, she looks like a a nice good yiddish mama in her in her 70s. And we all know what Melania Trump looks like. So the contrast there is just it, it's it's is rather amazing. And on top of that, Nahama Rivlin has this uh, oxygen tank that she has to carry with her or or they wheel it uh, with her for if it's bigger or when she's walking it's like uh, something that she carries in one hand and is attached to a tube which is attached to the nose. Those of you who've been to hospitals know what I'm talking about. It's right in under the nose in the nostrils. So as President Trump and, and the First Lady arrive to the president's house in Israel on Rehov HaNasi in Yerushalayim they get out and they start walking and Nechama Rivlin the first lady of Israel whispers to Melania Trump that you know she's going to have to walk a lot slower so why doesn't Melania go ahead and and you know, move up, and she'll do her best to catch up to her because um she just can't walk as fast. Well, the beautiful picture is that Melania then extended her hand, took Nahama Rivlin's hand, looked at her, and said, "We'll walk at any pace you choose." and they walked slowly, gracefully. And proudly, hand in hand. And I got to say, that, that says a lot about the person. That really says a lot about the person, about Melania Trump. There's a certain uh, beauty of character that comes out in that kind of situation. And yeah, you don't hear it, because the media wants you to hear that she's a terrible person. or Or whatever. But... That's the beautiful part. Okay, here's something new from Yonina. Yonina, we, we, we headlined her, uh, we debuted her stuff when she first, first started coming out. She became a instant internet sensation, and she sings with her husband. This is a, a, an Orthodox couple from Israel, and uh, this is something uh, relatively new that they put out. This is called uh, Rega Michuvan and it's from Yonina. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Seagull Network. <laughs>
3: We're heading to the top, reaching the clouds. We're flying high, we're soaring. We're flying high, we're soaring. We're flying that's all a sudden and a sudden And he fills me in front of me He wants to walk in my life To love the days To see it Good, good, good Good, the the I know how to rejoice. It's like never before, and
1: we're one
0: Yonina, that is Yonina and her husband, but the the group is called Yonina, <laughs> um, with um, Rega Michuvan is the name of that song, uh, recently released by them. Nice stuff. Um, so we promised you some Miri Regev. Should have done it the other way around. I should have save the Rivlin piece for the end, which I was, but then I forgot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll do the Regev piece now. Miri Regev is Israel's Minister of Sports and Cultural Affairs. Her background is that uh, she is um, from a Sephardic family. Her, um, the name that she was born with is Saboni. She was a general in the Israeli army, believe it or not. She was the spokesperson for the Israeli army for a number of years. And that that ranks her as a general. That was the rank she had. Then she went into politics. She knows how to gain attention. She really does. But she also has a message. And the message is that Israel has not been giving the proper back backing, support, and so forth to the traditions and the heritage and the culture of the Sephardic Jews. This is not a news story. And she said, I am going to make a change. Now, wh- how can she do that? By, by budget. She can move around budgets. She can cut the budget of X and give it to Y and so forth. And she says, I'm going to cut the budgets, let's say, of some uh, theater group in Tel Aviv and give it to a theater group in Sderot or in Yerucham and so forth. And she says, there's no reason that the state of Israel, and this is just so obvious, it's just so, it's so not politically correct, but it's so obvious. There's no reason that the state of Israel should be sponsoring movies and, and plays that are anti-Israel, that show Israel in a terribly negative light. Okay, now the problem becomes, where's the line between censorship and, and not censorship, and between art and, and and the government shutting you down. So th- she says, it's very simple. I'm not censoring anybody. I'm not telling you not to make an anti-Israeli movie. I would love it if you didn't make one. But if you do, you have freedom of speech. This is a democracy. I'm just not going to pay for it. And this is a thing that she's come over and over. And because she's the minister, she gets invited to all these ceremonies where they give out awards to... all kinds of crazy stuff that they call culture in parts of israel and she gets up and she knows she's going to be booed and the stupid crowd who are against her on the left they fall into her trap instead of just sitting quietly and listening in which case no nobody would have heard about that speech they start whistling and screaming and getting up and storming the stage and doing all kinds of great. and of course that's going to get on tv and she knows it and she knows that it's amazing to me how stupid how stupid the people on the other side of this are that they fall into her trap so last thursday i believe it was uh which was still shavu here but in israel it was not Uh, was the opening of the Israel Festival one of these festivals where they bring all kinds of performers from around the world and this year you know they try to be provocative and this year they had one of the performances was going to be a dance troupe that performs at least part of the time totally nude and she said that's this is in Yerushalayim in an open air um, theater, amphitheater We we don't have to sponsor that. That, That's just not right. Those are the values that she grew up with. Very sane Jewish values. So, of course, she gets up. She's booed and heckled. And she just keeps saying, you're not going to shut me up. And, of course, this is so, so ironic both here in America and in Israel, of the left, who claim that they're for freedom, 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 freedom of speech, let anybody do anything and everything, but the minute somebody says something they don't like, they try to shut them down, and instead of listening quietly, respectfully, and then finding a way to disagree, you can write an article, you can give a speech, whatever you want, they're, they're doing everything that they supposedly are against. So we'll bring you some of this um, some some of this uh, uh, performance, I guess that's what it was, her performance at the Israel Festival you hear she says, I'm against performances that go against our basic moral values and she just Starts getting booed on and on.
1: Now what she's trying to say is
0: that clothing is the first basic um, f- first ba- basic uh, uh, value, if you will, uh, that man learned after he ate from the Eight Sadat. That's when he realized that he's naked and he put on clothes. That's how far back clothing goes. And not wearing clothing is something that should be antithetical to our, to, to, to our um, life. Uh, especially here in israel and they keep booing her and then she says i'm going to keep talking i don't care
1: (laughs) This
0: is like the teacher who says it's your own time you're wasting your own time she says you will not be (laughs) the performances will not begin until i'm done so until you let me and i'm gonna finish she says i'm gonna finish so uh, (laughs) until you be quiet and let me finish you're not gonna be able (laughs) to see any of the performances No one is going to shut my mouth. I have the right to say what I believe, says a democratically elected, by a big margin, a democratically elected um, minister who represents the majority of Israel to a crowd of leftists who don't like her and what she has to say and are intent on not letting her finish. That's what Mary Mary Regev says. This is that you believe in Chofesh Habitu. You believe in in the freedom of speech. This is what the freedom of speech that you believe in. Not to allow me to say. It. And then she says, "I have time. I have all the time in the world. Unfortunately, we don't. So we're going to stop it there. The rest of it is, is is pretty much the same. It's it's like five minutes of." The booing and whistling and hissing and at some point the the, the guy who's managing the f- the festival comes up and he asks people to be quiet it doesn't help they're just incensed, it's very much like the left here in America that is so incensed by the fact that the elections that they lost the election that you can't talk you just can't talk there's nothing that they are ready to listen to and that's a shame because um It does go against the values of democracy that supposedly we all believe in. Okay, we're going to end off with um, how about this classic? Arik Einstein and Habalada al-Yoel Moshe Solomon. It's about the founding of the city of Petach Tikva, which by the way was done by the students of the Gona of Vilna who came to Israel uh, as a result of the command of the Gona of Vilna to go and build up the land of Israel that's we believe when the process of the Geula of this Geula began um, but we'll do that soon, we're going to thank everybody first thank you so much for listening and thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel, please keep in your tefilot for a, for a speedy recovery Uri Avraham Ben Elisheva Uri Avraham Ben Elisheva Coming up on the Nahum Single Network, an hour of great Jewish music, followed by an encore presentation of headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the Great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie the Am, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race. <laughs>
4: I'm <imitation> I'm <acrossặ products> <navigation> <on> <exciting>